0: And now for something completely
1: different.
2: Here's
0: what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit, all for the glory of God Almighty. First, he shoots, he scores! He doesn't shoot, he doesn't score! Why not? Because he didn't shoot. Please get up for Wayne Gretzky, who was the originator of the phrase, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. But how does this integrate with our faith? Well, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. So please give it a whirl. Maybe it will work. Perhaps it won't. Either way, it's not the end of the universe. Aha. Next, how awesome are the biblical stories about Elijah? Elijah and Elisha. If you haven't read them lately, then jump back into the Old Testament. A blessing is waiting for you. An increase in your faith is just waiting for you. A lesson or two or three are just waiting for you. Here is one of the most striking lessons. The first few times I read this, I sought the Lord for this gift. This gift I still do. The lesson is manifested in Jesus' life, and it's awesome sauce. And we'll talk about it. And finally, we visit... Our great friend, Pastor Ray, who is gone but not forgotten and hanging out with JC uh, because his kingdom efforts will endure for eternity. Pastor Ray wrote about the power of story, not an imaginary story, a true story. The dictionary defines a story as a narrative, either true or fictitious, in prose or verse, designed to interest or instruct the hearer or reader. The Gospel are the greatest and most, most authentic stories ever told.
2: David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the Gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing, which I'm barely doing right this second. Did you notice that? It went... Okay. Uh, politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can reach out to us quite simply. You can email us david at he That's david at he You can text us at 214 210 8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. But when you call 972-445-0770, something amazing happens. You talk to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? That's like drinking the world's best cup of coffee. Wow, he must have gone to New York for that. And then you will be... Sailing takes me away to where i Now, the only reason I bring that up about the New York thing is because New York has more signs that says the world's greatest cup of coffee in it than any other city in the world. So you go there, you go, congratulations, and then you go to another place, you go, congratulations, and you just keep doing that. It's quite fun. Anyhow, bottom line here is that maybe you have something that you want to share. Perhaps you have a question, a thought, a comment, an opinion. It's not a Kvetch Fest, but it is an opportunity to share. It is a great place to share testimony and a great place to gather together in faith to bring our collective faith And to offer up before the Lord our petitions. It's also a place where you can just talk to people. You can just be normal. We're just trying to encourage one another as we see the day getting closer. Also, it's a place for trivia. What did God send? What did God send to rescue Jonah from the sea? What did God send to rescue Jonah from the sea? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And you can send an email to david at hemisincrease.org. Okay? All right. Got those going. So a couple things I want to catch you up with. Hold on while I take a sip of tea. Okay, great. Uh, somebody calling in. Wasn't that a good stall tactic? That was really good, wasn't it? <laughs> Just like do a little whistle, sip a little tea. So before we have the person come on who's going to answer the question, uh, I do want you guys to be praying. I do s- get the impression there'll be a little bit more spiritual warfare Heading my direction over these next couple weeks as we're getting ready to finish on the schooling and looking at doing some ministry expansion. So, I'm asking everybody to participate in praying for me in some way, shape, or form. We're all praying for ministry direction. And I, I, ex- I kind of expect that. I don't mean that rudely. I just expect people to be praying with me. We want to do what the Lord wants. You know, I mean, I can do, you know, whatever I want to do. That's fantastic. But I'd rather do what God wants to do. So, we want you to be praying that. And they're just praying that I have, you know, kind of the, uh prevailing persevering pushing through kind of disposition that I need to have I usually have it but sometimes it gets uh thinner than others and then the last thing is never forget on this show you don't have to agree with everything since I don't agree with everything and I'm the host but you you've got to you know take what the lord gives you or helps you draw closer in and use that and embrace that and draw closer to the Lord through that. And if there's something you hear and you're like, meh, then just like do that, meh. I do that now. If I read 15 commentaries, I promise you I don't agree with all of them. But I don't sit there and go, oh no, I don't agree. Let's call those people up from the 1800s and smack them on the head. We don't do that. Okay, that's not how you function. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? Okay, here we go. Ding, this is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. How are you doing
1: today? I'm you doing to be better. Doing a little better than yesterday.
0: Yes, sir. That is correct. So yesterday it was really, really bad. Saturday night, Sunday, and then yesterday it was kind of like you know, kind of you know where you're in that fifty-fifty stage, and you're just like, eh, eh, you know, I don't, thought that. And and so today, uh, towards the afternoon, I felt a lot better. I thought no matter what, I'm going to push through today. And I'm certainly glad I did. But much better today than yesterday, and much better than the day before. For that for sure. Well, so, that's
2: good. Thank yeah. God. Thanks Amen.
0: Amen. Bra- I mean, exactly. I, somebody text me, I said, the Lord's healing me. I mean, I just knew that I was getting better. Uh, and it was like a 24, it was like a 24 or 36 hour bug. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I don't know if they all got clocks or watches or whatever they got. <laughs> just like, well, I prayed for you, your family, your staff, and your listeners Sunday. I yeah. prayed for all of you. Thank you, brother. And it's greatly, greatly appreciated. And I just would love you to just keep Keep on doing that. All right. Okay. Here's your trivia question What did God send to rescue Jonah from the sea? Uh, The great fish or whale. That is correct! (laughs) And you even answered it better than I – I mean, you answered it even better than I was going to say it. It's either a great fish or a whale. Could have been a whale. The problem with the whale theory is that Disney has ruined that by putting in a fireplace and a rocking chair and a rug and a picture over the fireplace and a window inside the whale, which is like – I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> you know no, I, like, doubt. Yeah. I doubt it. No, and then the bigger fish, the ones that can consume an entire human, are a part of that territory he was in. And that's why he said the seaweed was wrapped around his head. So that yeah. that makes sense. Excellent job. That was exactly the right answer. Right on target. Great job, Well, bro. I'll keep praying for you. So I hope you continue to feel better. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. And we'll be praying for you continually. The audience will not stop praying for you. Okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. God bless you. All right. Excellent job by our bro. Very, very, very good work. Okay. Uh, we'll probably go an extra minute or so. I will let Cat and Chris know. I'm trying to keep everything going. My brain, eighty <laughs> percent. You know. All right. We miss one hundred percent of the shots we don't take. So I looked this up. I had to look it up because I've heard that saying for a while, and it was actually Wayne Gretzky. Who said that? I couldn't believe it. You know, the guy used to actually live in San Diego uh, off the golf course, not far from from where we lived. Uh, And so uh, you you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. In other words, if you don't try, it doesn't matter, right? Second Kings chapter seven, verse 13, one of his servants responded, please, let's take five horses, five of the horses that are left in the city uh, and like the whole multitude of Israel, otherwise the whole multitude of Israel will die. So let's send them out and see what happens. So here, here's, the, here's what I get from a text like that. You think, well, that's not fully in context. I know. I, I often tell you that it's not fully in context, right? This is a story about uh, messengers who, when they were having a problem. This is the, the, the deliverance that the Lord gave for a famine. But what I want you to catch is the process that went up to that. And the process that went up to it is, uh, we're all dying, so maybe we'll just take like five horses, send them out, see if they can come up with something, because it really doesn't matter. We're all going to die anyway, so let's roll the dice. That's exactly what they did. And so, in that, we have to recognize that that's our faith. Our faith is like, you know, f- send five messengers with- on horses and check it out. They're going to die anyway. Take a shot. And you're thinking, well, what do you mean? It's kind of like, and it is like, when Peter's in the in the boat, and it's like when Jesus is on the water, and Peter's like, well, if that's you, you know, let me come out. And Jesus goes, come on out. And like so he puts his foot over the, the side of that boat. <laughs> I just think of that all the time because I, I just wonder what the other disciples were thinking when he's like, what's Peter doing? <laughs> You know, he's already rambunctious. It's like, what is he doing? He's getting out of the boat. Puts one leg over in the boat gets on the water, starts walking on the water. It's like this attitude. Yeah, well, why not? Try it. It's like, wow. Who comes up with that stuff? God. God. God tells us that's the same thing that Jonathan did when Jonathan was with his servant. He said, well, let's go up the hill. If they say this, we'll do this. If they do this, we'll do this. Hey, God can save by many or by few. It doesn't matter. It's almost like there's this attitude where sometimes you just roll with it because God likes that kind of faith. He likes that super like, well, that's crazy faith. Yeah. And I I think often uh, of that uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark show where he's going to cross the invisible bridge and he takes the step and he can't see where he's going and he finds out there's a bridge underneath and then he takes the rocks and he throws it and then he sees there's a bridge all the way through. It's almost like, yeah, sometimes you got to take that first step and you can't see where you're going. That's why it's called a step of faith. And that produces great results in the kingdom of God. Want to know why? Cause God loves people having faith. That's what distinguished Abraham. That's what distinguished David. I mean, you you, you do know he was gonna fight a giant who's nine nine point seven five f- feet tall, and he's like, I got this. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what faith does. Hey, why not? Take two aspirin. I'm dying. Couldn't hurt. <laughs> give it a give it a roll. Okay? All right. I will right, well, take a break and then come back. You are listening to the David Spoon experience right here on kwm seven seventy, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
2: What is the David Spoon experience?
0: All right. Psalm 46, verse 1 through 3. This was the first uh, psalm that was read to me when I went to Bible college, the very first class I ever took in Bible college a bazillion years ago. Let me just say that. Psalm 46, 1 through 3, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their suffering. Here is something to consider that will be just absolutely a mind blower. How should you and I respond if the earth falls out of its rotation? (laughs) Okay, so... So my uh, brother-in-law works for JPL and is actually one of the people that helped write the program that helped land the Mars rover on Mars. He helped write the computer programming, okay? He's much smarter than me in those realms, okay? About my age, a little younger, about my age. Very, very intelligent guy, right? And uh, he's the one I always make a joke, you know, what, 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 Keeps the earth, you know, rotating. And so you'll hear me say uh, that it's on a perfect 23 and a degree, uh, you know, rotation uh, from the moon and from the, the exact rotation from the sun, or it's three mice chasing a piece of cheese in a wheel. <laughs> One of those two. So uh, the idea behind that and that whole story is the earth is in this absolutely perfect rotation with, uh, with uh, the moon and the sun, and without it, the Earth would go through a free fall. Just even a half a degree off, pfft, it's over. It's all over. I mean, the 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 there would be instant tidal waves. Everything would just be upside down. And if that ever happened. You know, you would know that's the end. Although that's not how the end's going to happen, we already know from Scripture. But here's what the the psalmist is saying: It doesn't matter how bad it gets. It doesn't matter if your world seems like it's upside down. It doesn't matter if it's out of rotation. It doesn't matter if the mountains fall into the sea. It doesn't doesn't matter if the waters roar. God is a refuge, and a refuge is a shelter in a storm. You would first think of a lean-to, that is what a, a shelter in a storm is. So when it's raining, you find a lean-to, you put something on a tree, you put it uh, you know, against something else, and you get under it so you're away from that. And it says that God is a refuge, a strength, an ever-present help, which means he's helpful today, not just when it's all settled in eternity. And there's that lies a problem for some Christians is they keep thinking, well, in the sweet by and by, everything will get worked out. Well, that is true, that everything will be completely worked out in the sweet by and by, but God is an ever-present help, which means for today and not just for tomorrow. And then the position of the psalmist is, therefore, 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 in other words, it's a conclusion. So God is our refuge and strength, okay? So he's our lean-to in a storm. He's our ever-present help. Therefore, I don't have to be afraid. The David Spoon Experience. Oh, Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at K-A-A-M-770, the truth station here in Texas. That's Amen 770 the truth station here in Texas. Here you go. This is a trivia question you should all know by now. If you've listened to this show for more than a week, you should know this trivia question. Which is the only miracle Jesus recorded in all four Gospels excluding the death, burial, and resurrection, which is the only miracle listed in all four Gospels. I still find that the most fascinating thing. There's only one creative miracle in all four Gospels outside of the death, burial, and resurrection. I find that to be amazing. Uh, You can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david, at he must Uh It's our joke time, right? We got our joke time? All right. Short joke. I got joke. the buzzer
2: for you. Don't you worry. Got a buzzer?
0: Okay. It's a short, short joke. But it's, it's cute. This is all I'm saying. The Sunday school teacher was explaining the story of Elijah the prophet and the false prophets of Baal to her class. She explained how Elijah built the altar. He put the wood on it, he cut the steer in pieces, and he laid it on the altar. And then Elijah commanded the people to fill four barrels of water to pour it over the altar. He had to do this four different times. Now, said the teacher, can anyone in the class tell me why the Lord would have Elijah pour water over the steer on the altar? A little girl raised her hand and with great enthusiasm said, To make the gravy.
1: (laughs) To make the (laughs) gravy. No,
0: I think it's cute. Uh, To make the gravy. Definitely not an Eastern girl. Okay. uh, Which is the only miracle Jesus recorded in all four Gospels, okay? All four Gospels outside of the death, burial, and resurrection, okay? Very important, because you know God's sending a message when he does stuff like that. Uh, 972-445-0770 is the phone number, 214 210 is the text and the email, david at org. If we have nobody calling, we will get to that uh, towards the end, because I probably will be reminded by Captain Chris. That's what I'm going with. Oh, there you go. All right, this DDD, remember DDD stands for devotional diamond of the day. So what happens is I'll be reading through scripture and something catches my eye. So the same thing that happens to you, happens to all of us. We're sitting there, we'll read scripture, and something just jumps off the page. You go, whoa, 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 whoa. And so that's what the devotional diamonds of the day, just that day, there's this one thing that leaped off, and I make like a little note. I try not to write it in the Bible because I have so many notes in my Bible, and that's why I have so many Bibles, and that's a whole separate story, and we'll argue about that some other time, but I'm uh, just telling you where it comes from. But in the meantime, before we get there, we'll have somebody answer the trivia question. Are they ready? Are they ready? Okay. Let's ring them through. Ding, ding. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Tina. Hi. How are you? Uh- Hi. Pretty good. Thank you very much. I hope you're doing okay, too. I'm, I'm doing better today than I was yesterday. That's my comment. How, how, how's the buffet? Is it enough to feed 5,000 people? That would be the key! Wow! Good answer. Don't you find that amazing, though, that as you look through the Gospels and you look at the miracles outside of the death, burial, and resurrection portion of it, that the one miracle that cuts across all four Gospels is a provisionary miracle? I mean, it's just like, isn't that just like—do you think that's a message? Have you ever thought, you ever thought about why certain mm-hmm. miracles were in certain Gospels and not others? You know, it's such a great theological thought. If you've got a quickie on that, I'll—, I'll quick. a you can share with us very quickly okay go ahead if you if you go back to ezekiel and look at the four living creatures and relate the gospels to those you can relate the miracles to those four living creatures so you have the kingly matthew the slave in
2: mark the, the man in luke and the eagle or divine in john
0: exactly excellent job you know what you did a great that's another time you've done a really great job on your summation good job that's exactly it you know have what? a wonderful day you are on top of it god bless you bro all right bye-bye all right love Stephen. he's a great guy all right great thing all right so uh that 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 okay I'll get back to the text <laughs> yeah i know i got something going on here hey i was sick leave me alone <laughs> That's a good one, right? Can I use that like for the rest of the time? I was sick. <laughs> okay. Uh, Second Kings 6, 15 through 17. When the servant of the man of God got up early and went out, he discovered an army... With the horses and chariots. Now, we have somebody who's listening named Michael who really loves this portion, so I'm not trying to do it disservice. I'm telling Michael that ahead of time, okay? (laughs) When the servant of the man of God got up early and went out, he discovered an army with horses and chariots surrounding the city. When he asked Elijah, he said, Oh, Master, what do we do? Elijah said, Don't be afraid, for those who are with us outnumber those who are with them. Then Elijah prayed. Lord, please open his eyes and let him see. So the Lord opened the servant's eyes. He looked and saw that the mountains were covered with horses and chariots and fire all around Elisha. Okay, so let me just say this. This is really important. I've been praying for this. I've been a Christian for 43 years. I've been praying for this for 42 years and like nine months. Okay, And and I will pray for it on a regular basis. The servant of the man of God goes out, and what does he see? He sees that the city is surrounded by these, uh, uh, with an army, by these horses and these chariots. Now, the servant sees this, right? And if you and I saw this, <laughs> we would say there's not one ounce different that we would say. Oh, master, what do we do? It's like, oh, <laughs> right? What do you do? Right? But the key in this is that the servant saw in the natural. And it's not that it's wrong to see the natural. It's just wrong to see in the natural when there's supernatural to be seen. In other words, we walk by faith and not by sight. He had no faith. He couldn't see. And so what did Elisha pray? Lord, open his eyes and let him see. So we talk about that a lot of us are like in this position where like, we get things from the Lord and we understand. But the truth of the matter is most of us, Really don't recognize that there's always more going on, and what we need is the Lord to pull back the scales that are on our eyes, just like the scales might have been on the on the on the two servants on the road to Emmaus. Like it's like Jesus kind of enlightened. I thought it was uh, around it that he did it during fellowship, but uh, in, when they were supposed to sit down and eat. But I found it enlightening that the idea behind this is that the eyes get peeled back and you see something you didn't see before, and that's what happened to this guy he's like he did not see what elisha saw and a lot of us operate like the servant oh no what do we do it's a disaster it's all falling apart you see it's getting bad and that's the natural and what we need to do is pray for a perspective that has a clearer vision we need to be praying. And I'm still praying that. And you think, well, well gosh, don't spiritual people see all the time? No. Samuel was such a fantastic, one of the greatest prophets of all time. He the, he goes over to to, to King David's, to, to David's house, to Jesse's house, and he picks the wrong guy. It's like, no, no, <laughs> all the men of God and all the women of God don't always get it right. That's incorrect. And so what we need to do is pray,
1: oh, God, help.
0: Help us see what is really going on. So the encouragement, the admonition, is that we ought to be praying for true vision and insight past what the natural eye to see and that which God sees. Now, I'm just, I'm just going to lay this on just like a little bit of like reality or truth. You're sitting there, and you're looking, and it's like, oh, wow, there's, a, there's an army. And uh, wow, that's bad. There's all those chariots. And then the prophet prays for you, and it's like, oh, all the mountains are covered with horses and chariots of fire. Boy, that army's going to be sorry. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like you'd be thinking, oh, they're going to get it good. <laughs> like, you know, all of a sudden, what do we do to, I'm glad I ain't one of you kind of attitude. That's what happens when we have a clearer vision. That's what happens when we see that there's more going on than when we think. And that's what we need to be praying. And I know many of us are thinking, well, I know, but these circumstances are terrible. I bet Joseph probably went through something similar. These circumstances are terrible. I've been sold. I've, I've, I've been thrown in jail. I've been all this. And there's more going on than he could see. Now, he had a great faith and Scripture gives him those props. We get to the point where we're seeing things and it gets ugly and we're just like, I don't like it. And that's what we tell the Lord. Maybe we should pray, help me see what I'm not seeing. Maybe that'd be a better prayer. Hmm. Interesting, eh? Okay, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Stationary, Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
2: Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon Experience?
0: Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God for you and I. God provided his own burnt offering, his own Lamb of Sacrifice, because our presentations are not that hot. And this is where you get the understanding that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many? All. And the wages of sin is death. That's the result. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God showed his love for us while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. That's the love. He was the sacrificial lamb. And if you have never made that decision, I invite you right now to make that decision to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is where you get John 3.16, which people will say is the gospel in a scripture, which is not far off. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gift is available for you. And if you have never exercised that acceptance of that gift, I encourage you to do so by saying this prayer. And don't go anywhere because I got another one for all of us. Heavenly Father, I surrender my life. Lord Jesus Christ, I give you my heart. Pour out your Holy Spirit, for I believe you rose from the dead, and I confess with my mouth you died for my sins according to the scriptures. You were buried, and three days later you rose again. You ascended to the Father and are coming back soon, and I thank you for this new life you've given me. I praise you and pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. Welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I'm getting ready to offer up our next trivia question. Where, this is a tough one. Okay. Where, this is a tough one. Where was Paul when the islanders thought he was a god because he didn't? ...die from being bitten by a snake. What was the island or the place called? Now, the answer to this is going to be at the end of the book of Acts. Okay? So, the end of the book of Acts. Okay? So, I have people that I adore, my fast gunslingers, both wrong. So, I need them to get... This like, listen, end of the book of Acts. Where was Paul... Okay. Where, what island was he on? We got bitten by the snake, right? And then they shook off the snake. And they were like, he's going to die. He's going to die. And he didn't die. And they were like, he's like a god. Okay, which was ridiculous. Anyhow, bottom line is you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. It is here that we also send you to the website. And the only thing to remind you about really on the website is pretty much this. Uh, we need funds <laughs> to pay the radio rent. Sorry, Glad I go and do it. And it's like you're thinking, well, you guys are talking about expanding. What are you going to do? Well, we're, everything we're talking about, we do in faith. But bottom line is, we're going to take care of this that's right in front of us. So we're going to have faith. So be with me in that. Would love it. Uh, And if you can spare the funds, great The other thing I do want to say is If you ever text me and I text you back And something I say, like, offends you You still have to love me You don't really have a choice Hint, hint Okay, check out hemustincrease.org
2: Prayer request?
0: He must increase.org.
2: Praise report? He
0: must increase.org.
2: Looking to give to this ministry?
0: He must increase.org.
2: Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> nah, so
0: I just want more. It's because I was gone. You know what I'm saying?
2: Oh, we already blew our budget for sound effects for the well, month. That's, so. I forgot
0: about that. <laughs> that was an expensive budget. Uh, where was Paul? When the Islanders thought he was a god because the he did not die after being bitten by a snake. You got to tell me that. Let me know. Uh, 972-445-0770. It's an expensive budget, isn't it? And then uh, you can also text in 214 210 or send an email, david at org. Before we get anywhere else, we will do, as soon as I can find it, our history. Oh, we've got somebody calling in. Oh, okay. So then we'll probably... Let them call in because we want to be nice about this uh, and answer if they think they can. And then we'll do the history. And the history is not very long anyway. Uh, Somebody ready to answer? Okay. But then let's bring them through. Ding. This is David. Who am I talking to? My name is Don. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing?
1: Well, I had to. I had to look it up. <laughs> <I'm> so <sorry. laughs> I knew everything about the
2: story. I knew everything about it. Because I couldn't remember Malta. But anyway. That is That is right. <laughs>
1: it's yes, Malta. Something. That's so funny though. The legion like
0: I had to look it up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, at least I'm being honest with you, I just, I, just I knew everything
2: about it and how how they thought that, you know, you know he threw the he threw the snake. You know, the snake bit him. They thought he was some god, and you know, and and um, it was
1: really, that's the interesting
2: part. Yeah, anyway. I, I find
1: it it's a
0: fascinating story. In the context, is there's like a couple directions. The first thing is they assumed that he was being judged because he got bit by the snake. You know what I'm saying? And they so they made this assumption. And if you've ever watched The Odd Couple, you know that's a bad call. And so the idea (laughs) that is he's just like it's like that was wrong. And then you know nothing happens. And then they go from being he's terrible to he's a god, which is like talk about going from the extremes. I mean, he's a he's a he's a fugitive to oh no, he's a god. It's like wow, did that change in a hurry? And it's like it's amazing how fast people's opinions switch. You know, based on what their assumptions are. Classic. Excellent job, though. Right. I, I thought it was great that you said that. That was a fantastic way to start it.
2: <laughs> well, I wanted to tell the truth, but I—I
0: I
1: mean, I knew I, I know this answer. I said I can tell every. I can tell you everything about it, but I can't remember <laughs> the pilot name. So I said, "Okay." I <laughs> saw uh, you, but and you version and got it.
0: It was the first thing on there. So Well, good job. Well, you know what? I'd rather you'd look it up than just leave it hanging. That's the big thing is you just like, no, i got to figure well, out what this is. Now
1: you will never, yeah. ever
0: forget that. <laughs> ever. Never, no matter how long you live. You, you All won't. right,
2: brother. Have a great
0: one. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> that was great. Excellent job. All right, let's do. Uh, we'll. Put, I don't even. Know if we'll make our break, which is not a good idea since I've been sick. But we'll just see what we can do. Uh, let's uh, let's do our history. We got to do our history. All right, this is something that very few people will understand why I'm even explaining it, but I've got to do it. So first of all, it's asparagus day. Okay, this is like, okay. It's National Scavenger Hunt Day, right? When you were young, that was fun, right? All right, here's the deal. It's National or International Tiara Day. Now, wait, there's a difference between a crown and a tiara. This is the kind of thing you just, like, would think, there is? <laughs> Most of us are, like, going, There is? Uh, the differences are both are encrusted with jewels, but a tiara is a type of crown. It's worn mostly by women. Crowns are circular, while a tiara is semi-circular. See? And a crown covers the entire head. A tiara only covers the front part of the head. See, if somebody would have asked me that, I'd just have looked at them and gone,
2: Huh? <laughs> I, feel I feel smarter already.
0: Yeah. Uh, this uh, If you can use that in trivia, you are blessed beyond measure. Um, 1830. On this day, the poem "Mary Had a Little Lamb" was first published. I know there's a lot of people think, well, that was all you know, connected to Jesus, and so, you know, maybe I don't know. I didn't ask her that. <laughs> Whoever came up with that poem. Uh, 1844. What hath God wrought? First, Morris telephone message by Samuel F. B. Morris sent the message "What hath God wrought?" from Washington to Baltimore. A paper fed through the receiving telegraph would be I indented while the transmitting device's key was pressed. So Morris had developed a code of dots. Hence, we got the Morris code. See? All right. Last thing, I love this. (laughs) This is, like, legendary. 1883, the Brooklyn Bridge. Brooklyn Bridge connects New York and Brooklyn for the first time in history. Construction took 14 years. Actually, 27 different people perished while they were building. That's terrible. But the con artist George C. Packer. I'm sorry, George C. Parker, became famous for selling the Brooklyn Bridge sometimes as often as twice a week. That's where the expression, I got a bridge to sell you, comes from. <laughs>
1: Isn't that great?
0: I love stuff
1: like that. That's
0: right. I liked it. Okay. All right. We're going to still do this thing by Ray because it's really a good thing, so I want to do it. Okay? Uh, this is from Pastor Ray. As you know, Pastor Ray passed on. Uh, In January, still, uh, I still consider him uh, very much a part of my life. His material, very much a part of my life. I'm I'm jealous only in the context that he's closer with the Lord than I am. Uh, And then he's dancing on streets of gold, and I'm driving on the freeway in Denver. So, okay, so there's two things. And he doesn't gain any more weight. Okay, so there's three things. (laughs) And he doesn't get sick. Okay, there's fourth. Okay, you know what? Let's just read this. It's called Tell Me a Story. Once again, Jesus began teaching by the lake shore. There was such a large crowd along the shore that he got into a boat and sat down and spoke from there. He began to teach the people by telling many stories. Jesus was a storyteller. He knew how to impart lofty ideas, important truths, grand theological concepts, and spiritual revelations through the simple telling of stories through the simple telling of parables and tales that reflected people's lives. God chose to reveal himself to us through the stories of people's lives, beginning with Adam and Eve all the way through the dramatic book of Revelation. When I type Bible stories, this is Ray speaking, into the internet search engine, most of the sites that pop up are about children's books. I wonder why. Storytelling is far From a childish, immature technique. While the Bible certainly carries other literary forms like sermons and prayers and poems and proverbs, storytelling is what puts it all together. Moses told stories. Jesus told stories. The gospel writers told their personal stories. So why are stories so important? Because writer, write because writes author Eugene Peterson. Life isn't. An accumulation of abstractions such as love, truth, sin, salvation, atonement, and holiness. Life is names and fingerprints, street numbers, local weather, lamb for supper, and flat tires in the rain. It's like, that's a great way to say that. God reveals himself to us in a metaphysical formulation or a cosmic firework display, but the kind of stories we use to tell our children who they are and how they grow up as human beings, story is the gospel way. Story isn't imposed on our lives. It invites us into it. The Holy Spirit weaves all this storytelling into a vast and holy literary architecture that reveals God To us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to get the revelation right, we enter into the story. The gospel is true. It's about real people, real lives. And every day, in a myriad of ways, Jesus invites us to step into his story, walk with him, talk with him, and listen to him, and tell us the true story of life. I will never, ever, 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 ever write this good. Ever, ever, just never. Okay, so now I got another reason. Now I'm jealous for another reason. It's a great thing. So it's just understand that the gospel is a story. And what's amazing is that, you know how stories can be complex, and yet they can be simple at the same time? ha! See? The Lord knows exactly what he's doing. Okay? He knows exactly how to communicate. In fact, the irony behind this, I just wrote a little bit of a paper on this, is the guy who was in the garden, uh, or in the, the tombs and Jesus told to go and tell everybody what happened to you I go tell them your story don't go to witnessing one on one just tell them what I did boom man that's cool alright we'll take a break and come back you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KWAM 770 the truth station here in Texas show a break we'll be back don't go anywhere
2: Like any person searching for answers, I too have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just
1: a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM.
2: What is the David Spoon Experience?
1: Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under his wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And you're thinking, that's a great verse, Dave. What does that got to do with Thanksgiving? Right? Because that doesn't have any application except for God is pictured here as always was, always is, and always will be. And a person who is walking in the dynamic of continually giving thanks is looking at their past with Thanksgiving is looking at their present with Thanksgiving and is looking at their future with Thanksgiving because God has operated in the past, the present and the future and you have a past, a present and a future and when you look at your past and you operate with Thanksgiving and you look at your present and you operate with Thanksgiving and you look at your future and you operate with Thanksgiving you're operating in those principles with God and if you look at your past with Thanksgiving, guess what you you won't have. You won't have bitterness. And if you look at your present with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A trusting and a confidence. And if you look to your future with thanksgiving, guess what you're going to have? A hope for a better tomorrow. All these principles operate if you will continually walk in thanksgiving on every aspect and element of your life. You won't be bitter. You'll be trusting God and walking in confidence. You'll be looking for a better tomorrow. You'll be operating in the principle of faith. You'll be honoring God and you'll be setting yourself free in your partnership with God how can that be bad Amen. how can that be bad I mean, it'd blow my mind cry it out loud we should be thanking God for oh but this terrible thing happened but look how God brought you through it Amen. this terrible thing is happening but look how God is bringing you through it hey when they start shooting Christians look how God took you out and brought you to him I mean it's like it's all altogether- you can't escape this if you look at your life with the continual feast of Thanksgiving, you'll have a continual feast.
2: The David Spoon Experience. On Christ the Solid all other ground
0: is seen. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's K double 770 the Truth Station here in Texas where I'm drinking every ounce of my tea today. (laughs) Let me just say that to you. Uh, True or false? Ooh, 50-50. True or false? Miraculous powers are included by Paul in his list of spiritual gifts. We're talking about 1 Corinthians chapter 12.
1: Probably around verse 10 or so.
0: Uh if you care to look it up, true or false, miraculous powers are included by Paul in his list of spiritual gifts. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh oh yeah, I gotta tell you how to get in touch with that. Uh nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Uh that's the way to call in. You can also text in two one four-two one zero eight four eight three. And then, as well, you can send an email, David, at org. Time to do our DNA. and I forgot, didn't you? Ah, I did forget. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily? That's a good guess.
2: <laughs> well, it's been a while. I forgot. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's been at least four days. Daily? Now, don't forget, next week, next Monday, it will be a replay. I'm just telling everybody. It's a good one though. It's our first Fun Day Monday we've ever done. So Fun Day Monday. Uh and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus said. And then A always be ready.
2: To serve. To
0: serve, which absolutely, positively means it's not just all about us. That's the I, I just maintain that could be the hardest thing for Christians to do. It's just like they they've so focused on themselves. And on their own set of circumstances, there's little room for other people's circumstances. And
1: it's like, eh, nah, you
0: don't want to do that. The, the Christian DNA, draw closer to the Lord daily, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, and always be ready to serve. Okay? Okay. Trivia question. Do it one more time. This is in First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, in case you're trying to figure it out. True or false, miraculous powers are included by Paul in his list of spiritual gifts. And you can, you know, it doesn't have to be the exact phrasing. It's okay. We're not, you know. Well, most of the time we're not legalistic. just depends. Depends on whether I feel like a legalistic Larry or not. Uh, if you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214 210 You can send an email at david at org. This DD is entitled Waiting for the Other Shoe to Drop. Again, 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 10 through 12. The diseased men went and called to the city's gatekeepers and told them, We went to the Aramean camp, and no one was there. No human sounds. There was nothing but tethered horses and donkeys, and the tents were intact. The gatekeepers called out the news, and the news was reported to the king's household. So the king got up in the night and said to his servants, let me tell you what these people are doing to us. They know we're starving, so they have left the camp to hide in the open country, thinking they will come out of the city, and we will take them alive and then go into their city. All right, so let me explain to you why this is so important. You just listen to that. And you go, what, 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 what? All right, all right. There were these men that came. Israel was in a starving position. They were doing very poorly. They were getting beat badly. They were out of everything uh, from a famine point of view, okay? The Lord allowed a miracle, had these guys who had leprosy come across this the camp of the Arameans, and it— And the Lord made these guys sound like they were a thunderous army. And so the Arameans all got up and ran and hit and left because they were like, oh, no, they're going to kill us. Ah!" So these guys come back and they tell the gatekeeper, hey, guess what? We went to this territory. There's nobody there. They left all their stuff. They got food. They got all this stuff. It's just waiting for us to take it. And so the the gatekeepers in the city, the people that communicate information, told the king. And the king's attitude was, they're just doing this to set us up. They're just trying to hurt us. They're trying to wound us. So the diseased men find a bounty. They tell the king, the king is disappointed with God and won't believe that anything good could be coming. I want you to hear what I just said. I'm going to say it two two more times because that's how important it is. The diseased men found a bounty. They tell the king, the king is disappointed with God and won't believe that anything good can be coming. Listen to this. The king is disappointed with God and won't believe that anything good could be coming. This attitude demonstrates a distrust in God. When people have gone through woundings and different things, you have to make a decision how you're going to respond or react to God. Because the king felt like things were just going from bad to worse and from worse to curse, and it's just terrible— he could not possibly believe that anything good could come anymore, and he had this attitude: "Oh, good thing! This is just a trap. Something bad's going to happen." And too many Christians operate with this mindset. Proverbs 10:22 says, "The blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it." God doesn't bless you just so there can be the other shoe that drops. Yeah, it's just like, and that attitude is wrong. You don't have to, don't try and defend it. Don't try and justify it. It's wrong. If the Lord blesses you, that's not the time for you to go, yeah, well, now something bad's going to happen. Can't wait for the other shoe to drop. It's like that attitude is an attitude of idiocy. It's not how we should be approaching God. And this king was disillusioned because of his disappointment, and he had a distrust in God. Can't do that. If we have this disappointment with God, we don't believe anything good can come, that's wrong. That's a sin. Nothing good can come of that. Is that that attitude right there? Wrong. First of all, it's contrary to the word. All things work together for good. Second of all, it's a judgment against God, which is dumb. And third, that's that's your way of saying that you believe that your perspective and your understanding is wiser or has more bearing or weight than God's does. It's like all these things are terrible. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. The Lord doesn't bless you just to punch a hole in your head, okay? If he wanted to punch a hole in your head, he'd have done it. He doesn't need to bless you first. If the Lord blesses you, you know what you do? You yes, say, ready? Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I mean, that's all you guys. Thank you. doesn't even have to be that long. Just say thank you. I mean, what, what's... Uh, something stupid now is going to happen because something great has happened. That is so immature. That is so worldly. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. He adds no sorrow with it. Good enough. Leave it there. Lord bless you. Say thank you. Move on. Right? All right. We got to answer the trivia question. Okay. Somebody ordering a pizza? Is that? Okay. We'll do with that later. Uh, trivia question: true or false? And I gave you the text, by the way. Miraculous powers are included in Paul in his list of spiritual gifts. The text is making reference to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10. Doesn't say it exactly that way, but close enough. The answer is true. True. I love what Ed Deb said. She goes, false. And then she goes, oops, the other one. <laughs> oh, okay. Not the false one, then there's a true one, then. <laughs> only only this audience could <laughs> go. Let's see. Mo, Johnny B, JC. Okay. Okay. I hope you guys are telling your pastor. <laughs> the uh, probably going, what? Whoa. Okay. Anyhow, all right, here's the bottom line. God will bless you. He often blesses you. He loves to bless you. He doesn't do that so that he can hurt you. Okay, that's not his goal. So let's not think that way. Tomorrow, I've got a very uh, um, important, although uh, taught before, but important message. And uh, it would do everybody, myself included, well to take heed to some of the things that we're going to share. Okay? All right. Uh, What do we got? Like uh, 10 seconds left? So I got to stall like for five seconds and then say goodbye? All right, I won't do that. All right, folks, uh, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.